It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening. There is a lot to cover in the next half hour as Tennessee is getting ready for signing day coming up on Wednesday. It's it's really the start of the signing process as Wednesday will start the early signing period. Players can sign Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then there will be signing day in February, the second signing period. So on tonight's show, I'm going to get to the names to pay attention to over the next few days as the next 48 hours or so will be fluid as Tennessee continues to recruit. The dead period is in place now, but communication still can take place between coaches and prospects. You just won't have face-to-face communication between the coaches and the recruits. So coming up in just a moment, Jesse Simonton of AllQuest is going to stop by the show, and we'll go through a bunch of the names to pay attention to, where things stand right now with a lot of the guys that Tennessee is recruiting. You'll hear from a player that Tennessee picked up last week, Amari Thomas, in segment number two, talking about his connection with Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt. That was a big get for Tennessee last Monday when the defensive lineman from Briarcrest Christian in Memphis announced his commitment to Tennessee. So I'm going to get to all of that over the next half hour before Eric Kane takes over at 7.30 with Producing the Facts. And then Vol Calls will begin at 8 o'clock right here on FM 99.1, The Sports Animal. And I want to welcome to the show now Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com. It's a busy time with what's going on in the recruiting trail. Jesse's covering it. You can follow him on Twitter at Jesse R.E. Simonton. And uh, Jesse, I want to go through a bunch of names here to pay attention to as Wednesday starts the three-day signing period. And uh, Darnell Washington is the biggest name on the board. He was in town this past weekend. It was a return trip. He's been to Knoxville several times. Where do things stand? What do you make of the visit from Darnell Washington? And you had a chance to talk to him after his trip to Knoxville. Yeah, I mean, Darnell's a guy who he's been no stranger to Rocky Top. This was his sixth visit uh, in the last two years, which is, is pretty wild for you know a Las Vegas kid to make that trip that many times. But he was here with his family, um, you know, his mom, his girlfriend, uh, some other family members, and, and they got a chance to see Tennessee practice. You know, as, as Tennessee's kind of in their bowl prep for Indiana right now, got an opportunity to spend a, a lot of time. Uh, around Brian Niedermeyer, who would be his potentially his future position coach, um, and Jeremy Pruitt, both guys he's very comfortable with. He called it, you know, kind of like a vacation. Um, I think Tennessee's kind of in a, in a really interesting spot here, Josh. You know, to, to be frank, I think it's kind of a coin flip between Tennessee and Georgia. There's There's been kind of continued optimism from both of those sides, uh, which is interesting because clearly, you know, both of those sides have reasons to think that they're going to land, you know, one of the top 20 players in the country. Um, Georgia has, I, I think, probably sat in the catbird seat for much of this recruitment. Washington has been, been to Athens just as many times, um, was there over the summer, took an official visit for the Notre Dame game, and then just two weeks ago was back in Athens unofficially, um, kind of the reverse of, of what he did with Tennessee, visiting unofficially during the season and then coming back here for the final visit. The Vols getting the final visit, though, I, I don't think that's something to be discounted. Getting that final FaceTime. Uh, perhaps the most interesting thing here, Josh, is that, you know, Darnell confirmed to me um, that the plan is, you know, there had been rumblings but no confirmation. And then we got that news out there on VolQuest on Sunday night that, you know, he is going to sign on Wednesday and then keep that and hopefully, you know, for his sake, keep that signature quiet until January 2nd at the uh, Under Armour All-American game where he plans to announce on TV. Um, so we'll see if, you know, that sort of secret holds. But 
it, this is going to be a busy, you know, next 48 hours for, for Darnell because he said he has not come to a decision. Um, I, I don't see him going any other place other than Tennessee or Georgia. I know Alabama, Miami is perhaps a dark horse team because he has visited uh, the Hurricane several times. Florida don't see it. Um, so th- that one's going to be one that I think Tennessee fans are going to have to kind of you know keep their ears to the ground and maybe watch all the way until uh, you know that, that, that Under Armour All American game again. I think it's a fifty-fifty battle. Tennessee, Georgia. Which way does the coin flip? Uh, you know, there, there's again optimisms on both sides. So we'll see what happens there. As I mentioned, the highest-rated guy on Tennessee's board, Darnell Washington, and you hear from that list of schools. Uh, an impressive prospect for sure, a guy who can make an immediate impact. Now, a guy who was also on campus, uh, he's he seems to still be trying to decide, is he leaning towards signing on Wednesday? That's Jimmy Callaway, who has been committed to Tennessee for a while. Kentucky's continued to be in the picture. Georgia Tech has recruited him. But w- what's the latest there with Jimmy Callaway, as best you can tell? Yeah, talking to Jimmy on, on Sunday, I think you know the Vols were able to kind of stem the tide there uh, against Kentucky. Perhaps there's a little bit of suspense building. You know, I know Kentucky, Florida are still pushing for Callaway. But I think in the end, not only does he stick with Tennessee, and Tennessee badly wants him to stick, uh, four-star playmaker, has had a fantastic season, uh, senior season, kind of playing Wildcat quarterback receiver down in Georgia. I do expect Jimmy Callaway to sign on on, um, Wednesday with the Vols. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. What about uh, Tyler Barron, who, of course, has the connection to Tennessee, a local prospect at Knoxville Catholic, who we've talked about a lot? Yeah, that that one's, you know, I think that that, that one's been a little bit aggravating uh, for some folks just because it's taken um, a while. But sometimes, you know, you got to wait for some good news. And I do think Tennessee's ultimately going to get that good news on Wednesday and talking to folks, Tyler. Uh, it definitely has reasons and, and um, a strong connection, I think, with the staff at Kentucky. Uh, the Wildcats were not to be discounted. Ohio State, you know, was, was lingering there a bit. Um, but in the end, I, I expect Tyler to, 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 to sign on to this 2020 class and kind of continue um, his playing career with close buddies like Keyshawn Lawrence and Cooper Mays and, and some other guys. And then a, a couple other guys up front on defense that Tennessee has battled for and, and will until Wednesday. Morvin Joseph, a, fo- a former Florida State commit. Florida's been in the picture. He made a return trip to Tallahassee this past weekend. Thoughts on him? And then Octavius Oxendine, another Tennessee-Kentucky battle there. Yeah, I'll start with I'll start with Big Oxendine. I think Tennessee um, is trailing Kentucky for that one. The Vols thought they were in a pretty good position early in the week when you see these coaches do all these in-home visits and, get, and getting in front of Oxendine FaceTime. I just think that you know they were hoping he was going to come down here, make the, make the couple-hour drive and visit unofficially this weekend. That did not happen. Mark Stoops, the Kentucky head coach, had his in-home visit late in the week with Octavius. Um, obviously, there's still phone calls and FaceTimes and stuff that's going on here and, and will happen over the, over the course of the next uh, day and a half. But I, I think right now, if I was projecting, I would project Oxendine to Kentucky. Um, as for Morgan Joseph, that one that one's gotten quite interesting as well, Josh. As you mentioned, he's been committed to actually both Florida and Florida State in this cycle. Just a week ago, coming off his Tennessee or two weeks ago, coming off his Tennessee official visit, the Vols felt good. They felt even better um, after he officially visited. After Joseph officially visited Florida. Uh, and, and kind of the word was that the Lakeland native, that's a pipeline for the Gators, was actually leaning um, towards Rocky Top, Tennessee again. Uh, Chris Rump, uh, Derek Ansley, they, they, they thought they 
you know, had maybe sewed that one up for a four-star pass rusher that that's a major need in this class with B.J. Ojolari going elsewhere and Tennessee turning down guys like Reggie Grimes. Um, but the fact that Morvin, who had publicly eliminated Florida State after being committed there, made his way back to Tallahassee uh, to check out Norvell's new staff. He is close with Higgins, the, inter- the former interim coach there. That one's going to be one that I think could, you know, uh, ha- have some, some t- uh, twists and turns here over the next 48 hours. That's not one that Tennessee wants to lose. That's obviously one that both Florida and now especially Florida State wants to keep in the Sunshine State. Uh, so that one will be one to watch right now. What's most interesting as well, Joseph is not scheduled to sign on Wednesday, but is waiting to make his announcement and sign on Thursday. As you mentioned, the early signing period is a three-day deal. He is the only one t- currently on Tennessee's board uh, that's looking to do that. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. What about athlete Lenneth Whitehead? Yeah, White- Lenneth Whitehead is a guy that Tennessee has recruited hard. But then it was a question of do they have the numbers, the space for a guy, um, the Athens Academy standout. Right now I expect Lennon Whitehead to ultimately end up in this class. He's uh, you know, a guy that Jeremy Pruitt has kind of personally taken um, that approach with late in the cycle. Uh, UCLA has made that push there, but I think you know, the distance between you know, uh, Athens or just outside of Atlanta – um, all the way to, to Southern California and L.A. might just be too far for, for Whitehead and his family. Tennessee's track program, I think, is kind of an added benefit. Um, this is a guy who's you know, a potential All-American uh, and, and a junior Olympian shot putter. So I expect Tennessee to land one with Whitehead. Major coup, he wants to play running back, which is probably the most interesting development. Does he end up switching to linebacker in his college career? We'll see. But he's just you know, kind of a raw athlete that this program just doesn't, frankly, have enough of right now on the roster. You know, we've talked about some defensive linemen. Things could go one or two ways uh, with a couple of them. What about uh, Reginald Perry, a guy who's popped up on the scene maybe more recently uh, with a stronger lean toward Tennessee, a defensive lineman out of Alabama? Yep, that's another guy. I mean, I, I, you know, you, you, we kind of rattle him off here, but I, I expect Tennessee to get the good news from, from uh, the Fairfield School Prep native as well. Um, you know, he's a guy, most interestingly, is kind of where he's going to end up. I think Tennessee likes him just as kind of a raw uh, big body. He's a former basketball player, good footwork, but, you know, really needs to improve his technique, needs to get stronger, kind of the, the quintessential guy to come in here in red shirt um, and kind of transform his body. It's already 6'6", 300 pounds. I guess the question is, Josh, really is just kind of what side of the ball does he end up on? There's some talking uh, to some folks at Tennessee that think he could be a dynamic um, and really powerful offensive tackle. But he will still start his career on defense, and he's another big body that Jeremy Pruitt and his staff have coveted, you know, especially late in this cycle. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest, uh, almost a, a defensive back transaction. Thoughts from a few days ago with Mordecai McDaniel switching his commitment from Tennessee to Florida, so a loss there, and then Danico Slaughter comes on board to the class, a former commitment to Arizona State. Yeah, I mean, it was a slaughter is definitely on the all name team. I mean, that's a that's a pretty fierce name for hard hit safety, uh, too. But that there's no sugarcoat in the fact that Tennessee did not want to lose Mordecai McDaniel. Uh, and again, the track program was kind of a big boon for the Vols there. But Mouse uh, Holiday at Florida and, and that program has you know a, a lengthy track record uh, of putting guys and getting guys to the Olympics. And, and the fact that I think Holiday or excuse me that Mordecai saw an opportunity in Gainesville, um, had the connection with Dan Mullen and that staff. So in the end, 
Torian Gray kind of won one over the balls on that one, but Tennessee was able to kind of respond quickly and get a guy that this staff feels very good about. Slaughter doesn't have kind of the raw speed that McDaniel possesses, but he's a hard hitter. Another guy that's pretty versatile, can play star safety. Uh, so it was good for Tennessee. You know, you lose a guy that you don't want to lose, but you're able to get um, another potential impact player, same position, uh, same area of need, you know, immediately just a day later. So it was a nice response. There is a lot going on right now. They have you covered at VolQuest.com. That's where you can read Jesse's work. You can tell right there he's going to be busy over the next few days keeping up with what goes on on the recruiting trail. Follow him on Twitter at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Jesse, appreciate the time as always, and uh, I know we'll talk again here soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Josh. Coming up next on Football Futures, I'll look at some other names to pay attention to. You will hear from Amari Thomas as well, the defensive line commitment for Tennessee, talking about his connection with Jeremy Pruitt and how Tennessee's head coach made Amari a priority in this class and how that paid off. We'll get to that coming up next here on Football Futures with you until 7.30, covering what's going on with Tennessee football recruiting. My name's Josh Ward. You're listening to FM 99.1, the sports answer. Download the TuneIn app so you can take 99.1 The Sports Animal with you wherever you go. Checking in with Tennessee football commitments and prospects. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures. Thank you for being here this evening. Eric Kane's going to take over coming up at 7.30, and then ball calls will begin at 8 o'clock. If you ever want to go back and listen to the show, really any show, any interview that we have on the station, you can find it in the podcast section of the website. That's 991thesportsanimal.com, as well as the WNML app. Sam Foreman is producing the show tonight. He'll get that up for you as soon as it uh, finishes in just a few minutes. So uh, here in the final segment, Amari Thomas in just a moment. I will run through the recruiting rankings, tell you where things stand, as Wednesday is going to be a very busy day, especially in the SEC. I mention it every week, how competitive recruiting is in the conference, and that especially holds true this year, and I, I think it's only going to get more competitive with Lane Kiffin now being at Ole Miss and Sam Pittman's a good recruiter, made a nice hire, I think, with Barry Odom as the defensive coordinator. So recruiting on the west end of the state will continue to be a challenge for Tennessee, and every year is different. But with those guys there and, and Tennessee having success in Memphis this year, you're going to continue to see more schools going in there to get more talent. Memphis, Nashville, that's going to continue to be the case. And Tennessee's done a good job recruiting the state of Tennessee here in the 2020 class. If Tennessee can add Tyler Barron on Wednesday, as it's expected to, well, that would take it to an even higher level. So I'll get to the recruiting rankings. Another prospect that probably missed last segment to tell you about. I'll get to that before the show ends as well. Also, last week I had a chance to talk to Amari Thomas, the defensive lineman who committed to Tennessee out of Briarcrest Christian. He committed last Monday, and then his teammate, running back Jamari Small, committed on Tuesday. And last week when he committed, Amari was not planning to sign this week. He was planning to sign in February, but it looks like he's had a change of heart and he is planning to sign this week. So that's good news for Tennessee, going ahead and getting his signature, assuming that's what he goes ahead and does coming up on Wednesday. But I had a chance to ask Amari why he committed to Tennessee. He talks about his connection with Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt and trying to make an impact on football in his state. Tennessee at the University of Tennessee. Here's Amari Thomas talking about why he chose the Tennessee Vols. I would say what led me to it would um, would be just family environment and just the opportunity to come in and help contribute early as a freshman, as well as just being able to know I'll be taken care of by the coaches, 
They look out for me. I just have a really good relationship with the coaches on the staff there. And not only did me and Coach Johnson build a great relationship, but I also build a great relationship with Coach Pruitt himself as the he really took over my recruitment a lot and he played a big role in the recruitment and just being able to build a good relationship with him and all the other coaches on the staff was really important to me. What did it mean to you for Jeremy Pruitt to put such an emphasis on getting you to Knoxville? What did that tell you when he made it clear that you were such a big priority? This is really um it really like just played a role. He always told me he was like I can help come be a face for the program and help build it back up to where it used to be, as well as another thing that played a role in that he always talked about staying in state. So, like, this last week, I just really spent the week just, like, looking at, like, other top programs. And if you look at it, other top programs, a lot of their players come from their state. So when you, I was looking at that, I was like, why not stay in state go play big SEC ball and help contribute to a program that's up and rising and showing progress. And him just making me feel like a major priority, it, it, it really played a lot in the recruitment because I built, I built relationships with other coaches, but I didn't have like a relationship with other, another coach like I did with him as far as him making me a top priority for the program. So had you thought much about staying in state and, and the idea of what that can mean before, or was it Jeremy Pruitt that really had you thinking more about that? I had thought about it before, and then, like, I just really thought about it, like, as the recruiting process kept going on and getting closer to the day, I was just really playing a role in showing, like, I can help go contribute to the recruiting class that we already that they already had, which is was a really good class with great players in it, and then I can help that and help bring other players in as well to help make the program a better, better program back to like it was. Amari Thomas, that's something Tennessee fans are hoping for as well. Enjoyed talking to him last week after he committed to Tennessee. Another player to pay attention to this week would be Jimmy Holiday. He is an athlete who has been committed to TCU, but Tennessee has been in play there, and he's a well-thought-of player in the 2019 class. Jimmy Holiday, watch for him to see what he does. As He is ranked as the number 47 athlete in the country. He visited Tennessee officially back in October. So let's see what he does. A six-foot, 185-pound athlete out of Madison, Mississippi, who is very much considering Tennessee, it appears. A player that Tennessee made a run at last week but came up short on is Tate Ratledge. He chose Georgia back in May, but Tate's name came up in conversation last week on the recruiting trail because Sam Pittman left Georgia to go to Arkansas. Now, Georgia made a big hire very quickly last week, and that was getting Matt Luke to come in and coach the offensive line after serving as the head coach at Ole Miss the last few years. And getting Matt Luke on board had to help there, and the connection that Tate's had at Georgia for now a while had to help as well. So Tennessee took a shot. Tennessee was able to get a visit there at his school last week, but that was it. Tate Ratledge announced on Saturday that he would sign with Georgia on Wednesday, and he took a visit to Athens this past weekend. So I know there was some hope from Tennessee fans that it might work out, but it looks like it will not. So Tate Ratledge, he's one of the misses in this class, and that is part of the conversation as well. Tennessee has a chance to land some big pieces here at the end, like Darnell Washington and Tyler Barron. And I think Tennessee likes a lot of the players that it's been able to sign, but a lot of the big names that Tennessee pointed to at the start of this recruiting process for the 2020 class, Tate Ratledge, B.J. Ojolari, Savelle Smalls, Noah Sewell, 
Rakeem Jarrett, Tennessee's just missed out on. That, that is part of the conversation. When you look at the recruiting rankings, Tennessee currently, according to the composite, is number 19 in the country. That's eighth best in the SEC. I think when it's all said and done, Tennessee should probably hop South Carolina, which is just one spot ahead of Tennessee. But if you look at the national rankings, Clemson's number one, Alabama's number two, LSU is number three, Ohio State is fourth, Texas A&M is fifth, Georgia is sixth, and Georgia is in play for a bunch of big-time players before this class is finished. Florida's number eight in the country. Auburn is number 10. So if you're looking at the SEC, it's taking up six of the top 10 spots in the country. South Carolina's number 18. Tennessee is number 19. Mississippi State's 22nd. Kentucky's 24th. So that shows you the depth of recruiting in the SEC. And Kentucky, as we've talked about, is in play for several highly touted players as well. So I, I think Tennessee's going to finish with a good class here. Tennessee's going to land some good players who can help, like Tyler Barron. And, uh, you know, if Linneth Whitehead chooses Tennessee, he's a highly touted athlete. Holding on to Jimmy Calloway is important. And if Tennessee is able to land Darnell Washington from a ranking standpoint, of course, that would change things in a very positive way for Tennessee. But the rankings also show Tennessee still has some work to do. And uh, and and good players are coming in in this class. And having Harrison Bailey, you know, when a guy's committed for a while, you can kind of lose his name in conversation. But Harrison Bailey will have a big impact on how this class turns out. He and his teammates just won a state title this past weekend at Marietta. So having Harrison Bailey and having Jalen Hyatt, who is, I think, a guy that could come in and help immediately at wide receiver, those are important players in this class. And getting Omari Thomas was a must for Tennessee. And let's see what might happen with Jay Hardy. If he does not sign this week, Tennessee could still have a shot with the defensive lineman in Chattanooga. Things will remain fluid over the next two to three days. And then after this week, Tennessee's coaches and coaches around the country will reassess what they have before signing day in February. On Wednesday, we will be at Twin Peaks all day long with signing day coverage. So come by and join us and keep up with what's going on with Tennessee's 2020 class. We'll have text alerts for you. We'll have social media alerts as well at Sports Radio WNML. So check out the website, 991thesportsanimal.com, for information on where you can follow everything. Thank you so much for being here on Football Futures on FM 991, the Sports Animal.